If you have a Bible today, John 19, if you don't, uh, GR, maybe you can go back, raise your hand, and he'll pass you a Bible. The Gospel of John chapter 19 this morning. Just going to be reminded of some things this morning as we meet together. Reminded of what Jesus said on the cross. We started a new series at church, The Words of Jesus. And today it's an extremely good day to look at what he said on the cross. So if you'll follow along in John 19 verse 17, it says this, And he bearing his cross went out to a place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him. And two others were with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Verse 19. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Therefore the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews. But he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to each soldier, a part and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from top in one place. They said, therefore, among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, which the scripture might be fulfilled, which says... They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Verse 28, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it in his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Oftentimes, when I was younger, it seemed every Good Friday or Saturday before Easter Sunday, they would show a movie about Jesus. Not so much on the major networks, I don't think, anymore. But I can remember being so frustrated and angry that Jesus didn't fight back. And I was a young man, and I would just think, God, these guys are nasty. Just wipe them out. Just deal with them. How can you allow them 
to torture you and kill you like that. I remember, yeah, just being so upset and so angry that anyone would be treated like that. But as I got older and maybe started to read my own Bible and listen, listen to different teaching, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't fight back. I'm so glad he didn't call on God, which he could have, and called multitude of angels down to rip and destroy every one of those Pharisees and Roman officials. It was completely in his power to destroy them. But yet, it says here very clearly, he gave up his spirit. He gave himself that you and I today can have life. And without the sacrifice of Jesus cross, Jesus Christ on the cross, we would not have eternal life. I was thinking about this in this phrase as he gave his life. It is finished. And I just wanted to encourage you with those words, it is finished as he gave his life didn't fight back. It is finished. It is complete. So I began studying. Maybe you know a little bit. I don't know Greek, but I have a lot of books that tell me what Greek words mean. I didn't even really go to Bible college, so it is finished. I looked up in Greek, means telestay, and it was a common word in the Greek language with a couple meanings. And it became very appropriate for them, but maybe we lose the significance because we don't understand exactly what he was saying. But this Greek word had two common thoughts attached to it. When he said, it is finished, it was common in that time, in that culture, because we know the New Testament is written in Greek, and it was during the Roman Empire where there was hundreds and thousands and millions of servants that as a servant would be commanded to do something by his master, when he had finished the job, he would report back and say, tell us, stay. I'm done. It's finished. And maybe you have had a big project to a teacher or to a boss or someone, and you have that moment where you can come back and say, listen, it's done. Stefan was just telling me he had a big project for engineering that took him hours and hours. And that moment, I'm sure, when you hand it in and you realize it's done, it's finished. Or maybe, like our kids, your kids have chores. And we're so detailed in our house, we even make chore instructions on paper every week that says the same thing. I wonder why. But anyways, sometimes I see a little check mark or your job is this and your job is that, where they can come back and look through all the things they were supposed to do in regards to whatever their chore was. It's done. It's finished. I've done what you've asked, master. I've done what you asked, boss. I've done what, I've done what you asked, teacher. And here Jesus is saying that because he has completed what God has asked him to do. If you ever read the Gospels, it's rather interesting that the majority of the Gospels, and especially Matthew, 
Mark, and Luke, over 30% of them is devoted to the cross, the week before the cross, the cross itself, and the resurrection. That's a lot of print because the reality is Jesus came for the single purpose to die for you and for me and to rise again. When he got close, he set his face to Jerusalem and he steadfastly said, I'm going. This is my job. This is my task. This is why I have come. Simply the cross that I would die, obey the Father because I love Him and the people around me because when I pay that price, simply it is finished. Over and over, He would tell His disciples, I've come. They're going to reject me. I'm going to die and I'm going to rise again. Even months and weeks before this, he'd always tell them, this is my purpose. And they would forget. Even they were stunned when it happened. And when he rose again, they were hiding. And it was the ladies who went to the tomb, not remembering a word he said. But he had a job to do. And he could say very clearly now to God, Telestay, it's complete, it's finished. Because maybe you've heard this term, but Jesus is the perfect finisher. Have you ever started a job and left it incomplete? Ever you got halfway through your homework and wanted to throw it out? Have you ever been a rather slow? Maybe your spouse says, another project? What about the other ten? But Jesus, not so. This was the greatest project in human history. This is the greatest triumph of all time. And he finished it perfectly as being obedient to God the Father. Oswald Chambers would say the greatest triumph ever sounded in the ears of a startled universe was the sound of the cross of Christ. It is finished. That is the final word in the redemption of humankind. You are free today because of the finished work of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. The second meaning of that word that they would use in their society would simply mean paid in full. It was just this week that my dad and I went to the bank and I had a bill to pay, and I needed to pay that bill, and I needed his help. And I needed that document to take somewhere else. And they said, you can't continue without that document that it's stamped. And I remember the lawyer on the phone, get it stamped, it's paid. So we went to the bank, and the lady said, okay, it's done. And I was looking at her, I need the stamp, honey. And I want you to pound it. Doesn't seem like the bank tellers, they're just like angry all the time. <laughs> you know, take it easy, it's just a piece of paper. But I needed that document. I needed it to say this was paid in full. The incredible picture of this story was I couldn't pay it on my own. I had to take my dad with me. And how true is that in our lives? That we need 
Jesus to pay the sin debt in full because we cannot do it ourselves. It is like going to the bank and not having the necessary funds and saying, I want to pay the bill. And they say, do you have the money? And you say, well, I maybe kind of sort of will. Can I speak to the bank manager? The bank manager will come. Do you have the money? Well, no. But do you take an IOU? (laughs) Will you just kind of push it through? What if I go and help some people? No. The reality is, I have to pay the debt, the sin debt, in my life if I'm going to experience eternity. But in my own strength, I cannot stamp the note. In my good works, I cannot pay the bill in full because I am an imperfect human being, and so are you. And so when Jesus said, it is finished, he is saying to you and I this morning, paid in full. God the Father, through Jesus Christ, his son, his plan of salvation, paid the debt you could not pay, and says to you this morning, it is complete. Jesus has done it. He says to the Father in John 17, 4, I've glorified you on earth. I've finished the work you have given me to do. And this morning, that, listen to me, that is what you are celebrating. It is not bad Friday. It is good Friday. Did you hear me? And sometimes we come in here moaning and groaning. But the reality is, we are celebrating the most victorious day in humankind. And we're here to celebrate that your debt is paid. You're here to celebrate. Have you ever paid off your mortgage? Some people burn it, shred it. Some people frame it. Some people throw a party. We're done. We're done with this. This thing that's been nagging us for 25 years. We're done with this. And there's something greater than a mortgage payment. It's the sin payment. And you have eternal life because it is finished. I just want to add a word to that. If it's finished, the book of Hebrews would make it clear. Why are you still working? Listen to me. Why are you still trying to pay your debt when God says through Jesus Christ, it is finished? Actually, in Hebrews chapter 4, he makes it clear. Be diligent to enter into his rest. Meaning, be diligent to enter into the fact that you are free and your debt is paid and there's nothing you can do to add to it. So now you cease from your works to enter into His work. And there's a big difference to how people live their Christian life. 
Some of you here are still trying to earn the approval of God and His love. But I'm here to tell you, you already have it. You can't earn your forgiveness. You can't go serve people and feel better about yourself. The reality is, He loves you today because of Jesus Christ on the cross. And it is finished and there is no addition. And now your job is simply to respond to that. Amen. But we start going and going, and if I do, I feel bad. Let me help. I need to satisfy this within my soul. And God says, rest in my work today. Continues in Hebrews. And says very clear that through his offering, through his sacrifice, you are perfected forever. You should have a little bit bigger of an amen. Well, you might say, oh, I ain't charismatic. I don't care what you are. Because we are remembering that we are perfected forever because of Jesus. Listen, it is finished. He did the work as the perfect servant. He stamped the bill. You are free. So lastly this morning, I want to tell you that you cease from your work to earn his love, but you begin your work in praising his name. What is your job? To glorify the Father, to respond to the paid bill, to celebrate, to give Him all glory. So simply, His finished work is the beginning of your work to elevate, to share, and to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Why do you evangelize? Why do you speak to people? Why do you say you're a Christian? Because of what Jesus has done for you and the finished work. So now if I truly understand His grace, His love, and His forgiveness, I walk out of this place just wanting to sing His praises and say, I am forgiven. My debt is paid. And I want everyone to know and I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ because He has changed Me. His finished work is the beginning of your work, not to earn his love, but to speak of his love. Do you know the world needs good news? You ever watch the news? We started the other night and we turned it off. It's only discouraging and depressing. The world needs good news. Actually, the truth of it is, the world needs Good Friday. The world needs Jesus Christ. And He has paid their debt as much as He has paid yours. The only difference is, you've received it and they haven't. You've believed it and they haven't. You've trusted in Christ and they haven't yet. But we get to be used as his ambassadors and his servants to proclaim his goodness. Just imagine if you had a big debt paid beyond what you could pay yourself and someone just paid it. Would you be all shushed up about it? Would you be mum about it? Hey, listen, I owed millions of dollars I couldn't pay. Would you be like, oh, well, whatever. 
I'll add to the story, not only did you owe, you couldn't pay, so they took you to jail for the rest of your life. And I'll add to that, for eternity. And then someone says, no, it's done. I paid in full for you. I'll tell you one thing. You'd be running around telling everyone. You'd be on your cell phone, texting, calling, tweeting, whatever you do. We'd be praising the person who set us free. This morning, would you begin to praise Jesus in a way that you've never praised him before because you've come to truly realize, not in your head, but your heart, that you are forgiven. And how about this this morning? If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, he's calling to you. If you've never truly, completely believed in him and his work, he's not angry. He's knocking on your door and saying, listen, I love you. It's finished. Come to me. Is that you? Truly in a group this big, I don't know every heart, but I can declare to you the love of Jesus Christ and the goodness of his work on Calvary as you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the word of God is clear. You will be saved forever and ever and that debt never comes back. The work of Jesus Christ is in past, present, and future done forever. He doesn't get back up on the cross when you sin again. It is finished once and for all. And the devil wants to condemn you and accuse you and say, look what you did. Look what you did. You say you're a Christian. You say this. You say that. I can't believe it. You're none of that. You tell the devil to shut up and claim the work of Jesus on the cross. Because it's not how good you are, it's how perfect he was. And devil, you can be silenced in my life. Do you have that assurance today? That Jesus has paid it all. Has he stamped the paper of your life? That you are free forever. If not, I would encourage you. You don't need to say a prayer. You don't need to find someone. You just need to call out to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, help me. I believe you. I trust you. I want you. Look to him. Look to him. And he will cleanse you by the power of his blood on the cross this morning. The rest of us be reminded, come into this place. Devil, you have no place in our lives. We are free because of Jesus. Stop accusing us. Stop pointing to us because we're just going to look to Jesus, the one who's completed and finished the task. Amen? So this morning we have great privilege to celebrate communion where you simply on your own are remembering all that Jesus has done. We'll look at his body and his blood. How we do this at Northgate is Randy's going to sing we encourage you to be in a worshipful state, thinking on Jesus, examining your life. And if there's anything you need to give to him, he will take it. He will forgive. He has forgiven. You can claim that. But as Randy sings, the elements are in the back, quietly and respectfully, not talking to your neighbor. We just grab those. We bring them back to our seat. We continue in that state of worship and thinking on Jesus Christ. And this morning, think on those words. It is finished. 
Telestay. It is done. Just praise God in your heart. Worship Him as we sing that you are no longer a slave to sin, but you are set free and you are a slave to righteousness. If there's something you need to confess, be brothers and sisters in the back, or if you need prayer for anything, we'd love to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus or you don't believe in Jesus, well, communion doesn't mean anything. But if you do, it absolutely means everything. Let's celebrate and worship Jesus. As you come back to your seat, hold the elements, and after we've done singing, we'll partake together.